Turn with your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1, and we'll be looking at verses 18 through 25. Matthew chapter 1, 18 through 25. This is God's Word. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. And took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Again, that is the word of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for a time in your word. We treasure these times together. We look forward to them. And we pray your blessing upon this. That you would use it uh, to minister to our hearts, to encourage us. And to point us to the wonder and the glory and the splendor of the birth of Jesus, our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. One of the most obvious signs that the birth of Jesus was a supernatural event is how active the angels were in and around his birth. Everywhere you look in the Christmas story, you see angels at work. That's why I suggested to Gavin that we uh, use the angels as a basis for a series of Christmas sermons uh, this year. We've named this series uh, The Visits of the Angels at Christmas. And last week, remember Gavin took us through the visit of the angel to Zacharias, the father of John. And this morning I'm going to briefly take you through a study of this visit of the angel to Joseph. We, We suppose it was the same angel, the angel Gabriel, who appeared to each of these key players in the birth of Jesus. You might remember, remember though, that the night Jesus was born, that one angel was joined by a whole host of angels. I do not believe there was ever a time in human history when there was such tremendous angelic activity as there was in and around the birth of Jesus. The visit of the angel to Joseph in our text, along with the visit of the angel to Mary that Gavin will cover next Lord's Day, perhaps are two of the most wonderful texts that show us the wonder and the awe that surrounds the birth of Jesus, of how the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. These are familiar stories. But the wonder of them never fades away. I want to point out four things to you from this visit of the angel to Joseph this morning. 
First is simply the circumstances of the visit of this angel to Joseph. The text tells us, and you know, that Mary and Joseph were betrothed, or they were engaged. However, in those days, the betrothal, the engagement, was much more serious than our engagements are today. You might notice that in the text, in verse 19, Joseph is called her husband. And yet it says that they were betrothed to each other. You know, couples today often get engaged and then break off their engagements. That's not always a bad thing. In fact, I tell couples in premarital counseling, it's better to change your mind before the wedding than after. If it's not too close to the wedding, you know, engagements can be called off with little consequence today. Not so in Joseph's day. The betrothal was a legal contract and it could not be broken apart from legal proceedings. They were, as the text says, they were husband and wife. Joseph was her husband. But the marriage had yet not been consummated and they were not yet living together. And somewhere along the way, in that process, Joseph received some very distressing news. Mary was expecting a child. And the only conclusion to which Joseph could come was that Mary had been unfaithful. He knew the character of their relationship. He knew he was not the father. And so his logical assumption was there was another man in Mary's life. Joseph knew their relationship could not continue under those circumstances and that he had to end the betrothal. But Joseph was torn. Joseph loved Mary. And as bad as this situation appeared to be, he did not want to put her to public shame. And so he decided, as the text says, Send her away quietly. Now we don't know much about Joseph. Apparently he passed away and died before Jesus began his public ministry. But everything in the Bible about Joseph points to the fact that he was a man of high character and great integrity. Here he wanted to do the right thing, but he wanted to make sure he did it in the right way without disgracing or embarrassing Mary. And so the circumstances were that Joseph was planning to end this relationship through which God had appointed for the Son of God to enter this world. And so the situation could not continue as Joseph planned it. So the circumstances demanded a visit from this angel. And second, we see the message that the angel gave to Joseph during this visit. It's clear that one led to the other. Joseph's plans led to the angel's visit because we're told in verse 20 when he had considered this or when Joseph had considered this, then the angel appeared to him in a dream. Remember that we saw back in verse 18 that before they came together, Mary was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. You see, that was a key piece of information 
that Joseph didn't know yet. And that's what the angel came to tell Joseph. He came to provide that missing link for Joseph. To give him that message that this conception in Mary was a special, miraculous conception. And he came to put Joseph's mind at ease about proceeding with this marriage to reassure him that there had been no unfaithfulness on Mary's part. And so the angel told Joseph not to be concerned about proceeding. And the angel told him, verse 20, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. See, the first thing the angel wanted to do was put out of Joseph's mind any thought of ending this relationship. And then the angel went on to explain to Joseph why. And that is because her conception was miraculous, accomplished by the Holy Spirit. For the child who has been conceived in her, he said, is of the Holy Spirit. You know, we talk a lot about the virgin birth. But the truth is that Jesus' birth was quite normal. What is unique is the way Jesus was conceived. As I said next week, Gavin will go over the angel's visit to Mary, explaining to her what was going to happen to her. He hear the, the angel explaining to Joseph what had happened. And, and we realize that however it happened, And it remains to us a great mystery. However it happened, it was a great miracle. You know, the mystery of the incarnation ranks right up there with the, with the mystery of the resurrection. We don't understand that either. But I want you to understand that the beginning of Jesus' life and the end of it are tremendous miracles. A miraculous conception a virgin birth and a powerful resurrection from the dead. From beginning to end declaring the deity that Jesus that it really was God who became flesh and dwelt among us. Then the angel more as a matter of fact told Joseph what would happen what he was to do, when it happened, and why he was to do it. She will have a son, the angel said. It was to be the son of God. Joseph would then name the baby Jesus. It's interesting. These names weren't chosen by the parents. They were given by God. Remember, Gavin pointed out last week, the angel told Zacharias... What name to give his baby? His name will be called John. Here, the angel tells Jesus what to name this special baby. You shall name him Jesus. And that name is significant. It's the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew name Joshua. Jehovah saves. That's what the angel said. You shall name him Jesus. Why? For he will save his people from 
their sins. Then third, we see the purpose of this visit. The purpose was not just to tell Joseph not to put Mary away. It was not just to tell him how the baby had been conceived. It wasn't just to tell him what to name the baby. But a significant part of this visit of the angel was to fulfill Old Testament prophecy. You see, the message that the angel gave to Joseph didn't just come out of the blue. It came out of the Old Testament. God had said this would happen through the ministry of his prophets. And now the angel is telling Joseph, affirming that those Old Testament prophecies are now being fulfilled. Look at verses 22 and 23. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Those are quotations from the prophecy of Isaiah, where God was foretelling the very events that the angel is now telling Joseph are taking place. The angel is making a direct connection between the message of the prophets to this message he was now delivering to Joseph. Jesus came in direct fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. He was the long-expected prophet, the promised Messiah for whom the Jews were looking and expecting. I want you to notice here the sense of purpose that Matthew declares, where he says, verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord Through the prophet. God planned it. God predicted it. And God accomplished it. And then fourth. We see the response of Joseph to this visit. Now as we saw in in verse 20. The angel came to tell Joseph. This message while he was asleep. The Lord appeared to him in a dream. And gave him this message. Well now in verse 24 he wakes up. But notice Joseph's response to what the angel told him. He proceeded to do exactly what the angel told him or commanded him to do. The text says, verse 24, Joseph woke from his sleep, did as the angel commanded him, and took Mary as his wife. Clearly means Joseph changed his mind changed his plans and went ahead with the marriage. However, the marriage, the text tells us, was not consummated until after Jesus was born. And Joseph gave the baby the right name. He named him Jesus, like the angel had said. You know, these accounts of the birth of Jesus give us a sense of awe and wonder, don't they? These stories are full of the miraculous. And we see the hand of God all over them. The activity of the angels really show us that we're treading on holy ground. When we consider the conception and the birth of Jesus. Again, there's an old hymn that says, God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform, and that was never more true. 
than in around the birth of Jesus. It's all very mysterious to us. We don't understand it all. But we're the recipients of its blessing. May the awe and the wonder of Christmas fill your heart. As you consider this great miracle that a virgin conceived and gave birth to a son. May that fill your heart with a sense of worship and adoration of this great God who can do all things. And may it encourage you that this baby was given a specific and special name, Jesus. Because he will save his people. He will save you from your sins. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the truth of the gospel, the wonder of Christ. And pray that we might be filled today with a sense of awe and wonder at his birth and what he's done for us. The salvation is ours through him. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.